This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why, this is why. Pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why. The podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why podcast. I'm author and editor Angela Spera. I normally host this podcast with Laura Lane, my co-author of the book, This Is Why You're Single. And as you guys know, you know the deal. Every week we give best friend advice on topics including pop culture, news, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, and whatever else is on your mind. That was a little garbled. Whatever else is on your mind. There we go. Uh, But this week, just like the last three weeks, Laura is on a well-deserved maternity leave. So filling in for her one last time, this is supposed to be the last time, the two of us together, is uh, my fiance, Ian. Hi, Ian. Hi. When you say it's like, this is the last time, it's like, after this episode, you're going to murder me. I'm never speaking to you again. You've served your purpose, (laughs) filled in for Laura. Yeah. I need to like pack my bags. And now you need to go. It's time for you to go. Do I get a parting gift? Is there a parting favor? Do I get like... uh... You know, like one of those uh, popper things or maybe like uh, like a shirt or maybe, something. Maybe. Right now your gift is just the honor of getting to tell us what this week's episode is oh called. Oh, my God. So this week's episode is called How to Know You Found the One, and that's not referring to Neo in the Matrix. <laughs> we'll be answering your listener questions, including a listener who has never met her long-distance boyfriend in real life, and another, or IRL, and another <laughs> listener who wants to know how not to go crazy while waiting on a proposal. Then we're talking about what's in the news. Gen Z thinks millennials are chuggy. That's a, a new word that I am very excited to talk about that I just learned about. Mm-hmm. And a Tennessee hat shop who sells that sells insanely offensive, not vaccinated, not vaccinated, starved bid badges. Uh, yeah, that's horrible. But first, Angela, what's been on your mind this week? <laughs> yeah, we're covering a range of topics this week. Um, but for me, what's going on in my week uh, now, this episode is coming out 616, so it will air after you and I have been wed, but we're recording it prior to that, so we are not married yet, but we are a week out from our wedding, and I have been compulsively checking the weather because, you know, you and I tried to do the right thing, as we've discussed many times on the podcast, and we're putting off our big indoor wedding till next year. And we're doing a small outdoor thing this year with like a small group of people, everybody vaccinated. But, you know, how many plans are we going to make? We already have two weddings. So like we don't really have a rain option no, for I this mean, first wedding. For this one, we really should have taken this one ourselves and gotten waterproof um, clothing. I think, like, just to be safe. I mean, I don't even own a raincoat, to be honest with you. <laughs> you got like Gore-Tex wedding dress or something like that. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I've mentioned on the podcast before, I've been like, this is one good thing is I'm going to get my money's worth on my dress. I'm going to wear it twice. And now I'm like, oh boy, because the the it was a very rainy Memorial Day weekend here in New York and they are calling for rain again on our wedding day. Woo-hoo! And I cannot wait to trudge through the mud. We were doing photos in the park. It is not going to be pretty in the rain. I, I will, I'm wearing white. It will be muddy. Well, I, but we did purchase very classy see-through umbrellas for everybody who will be in the photo. So at least we might get like a cool photo op. You know, that would be <laughs> silver lining. This is just like Consolation. When pe- this is just Pride. like when, when people have told us about the big wedding being canceled. Like, oh, it's a great story for your grandkids. No. 
They won't be cool photos. It's not a great story for the grandkids. I just want something to go right. God damn it. But uh, here we are. Yet another lesson in sometimes the thing that you plan. You just got to go with the flow. Namaste. I, there's like so many metaphors and life lessons. And I'm sure if I was a more poetic person, I could like incorporate it into my vows and be like, once again, like life isn't what you plan, but isn't that what marriage is like? Was that just a rephrasing of uh, the John Lennon quote, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans? I mean, if I was like 10% more basic, maybe I would just quote John Lennon in hey, my vows. There is nothing basic <laughs> about John Lennon. Oh, there's a little bit basic about John Lennon. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I'm trying to like go with the flow and and be chill about it but like how oh, chill like how many things are going to go wrong but whatever it's it'll be fine i'm sure it'll be great it's going to be great and uh if something whatever goes wrong at this point we just have to be thankful that that uh, it doesn't kill or harm us or those around us yes exactly <laughs> and it, we're lucky to be with our family and our loved ones even if we will all be soaking wet and freezing and uh, ruining my very expensive wedding dress. Uh, but it's great. I'm looking forward to it. It's great. As many people like to remind us, at least you have each other. At least you, it's all about your love. Yeah, man. right? <laughs> what else would it be about? <laughs> Listen, it is about that. But like, can one thing go right other than our pure and majestic love for one another? Ooh, good use of the word majestic. Thank you. Um, so anyway, that's what's going on in my week as I'm just checking weather.com compulsively. What's going on in your well, week? Well, speaking of the weather right now, it is pouring outside and actually, so, um, we didn't realize, but this podcast is also going to be a peaceful, uh, a peaceful rain sound <laughs> yeah. podcast. So you can also put this on when going to bed. If you're somehow able to black out our voices. Yeah. This yeah. is a great bedtime. I, I will be reading good night moon at the end. Um, oh, perfect. So my week, uh, no, my week is great. Just thinking a lot about how, uh, so we are on. We're on very synced up schedules in a very inconvenient way in that I would say <laughs> that we have a therapy at the same time, not not together. No, but separately. Yeah, we see our therapists at the same time. Separately, we see them at the same time. And that is so it's convenient in the sense that it's like, you know, we're on a similar schedule, but it's inconvenient in the sense that I actually go out to my car and take it. But, you know, very lucky that I have a car here in the city but it's kind of like I treat it like my therapy office. But what I've realized... <laughs> right, it isn't obvious. We're both doing our therapy remotely. Right, right. Um, which is great. I actually think it's super convenient. I do feel guilty that you have to go out into your car. Well, no, you shouldn't feel guilty. I mean, it's a choice that I make. However, what I've realized, though, is that this might become challenging over the summer as it gets very hot in the car. Mm. And last week when I did it, I my my, my phone overheated and shut off. Mid sen mid session, <laughs> you were in the car when that happened. Yeah, because the car, I guess, like the sun was like beaming down. Oh, no. I basically have have I have one of those things, you know, to prop up uh, oh. the phone when when you need directions. So like, I think the sun was shining right on it, and the phone overheated. But anyway, it was it was pretty funny, and I realized that you know I I also like got very sweaty. So I I'm not working out a lot these days, but I feel like now if I can sweat and do the mental gym gymnastics of improving my mental health at the same time it's like a, a true full body workout yeah <laughs> you're doing like sauna time sauna sauna time i'm getting i'm schwitzing and i am i'm schwitzing both physically and i'm schwitzing my bullshit 
if you could also like maybe cry during your sessions, that could be a good cleanse mm, right. as well. Lose some water weight. Yeah, no, that's a great <laughs> In idea. In your face. Um, Haven't yeah. had that happen yet. But. I uh, I feel bad. You're like, you ever see the um, the meme of the dog that's locked in the car, but the owner posted a sign on the window that says he's listening to his favorite music and the air conditioner on and he's fine. Yeah. That's you. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Except, I don't know. Yeah, you need to you need to be like that dog and turn the air conditioner on. <laughs> well, I sometimes sometimes I do. I mean, or I should say, in that one instance, I did for maybe like like five minutes or so. I will say though, one of the fun things about it is when you're and when you're in your car, there's a lot of things happening outside your window, and sometimes they're just like people screaming. And but there was one time where this guy, I was parked right outside of an apartment building, and this guy came to take his trash out, and he was like right in front of, right next to me, like doing the trash and clinging, tra- clanging trash cans or whatever. And then he sees me, and he got totally startled and like almost fell back. <laughs> he was like, and then he apologized, but yeah. Anyway, I'm sure your therapist enjoys getting all of this. It's, I I think it is. I'm I'm at least hope because I get self conscious. You know, obviously, I don't think my problems are all that interesting. So it's good that I think I can provide them a little bit of like entertainment. Like here are the things happening on the streets of Brooklyn. Yeah, I I totally identify with the desire to entertain your yeah. therapist, which is like a total sickness. Like what is wrong with both of us? That well, like? well, I we actually brought it. We actually talked about it last week. I I I asked him how I was doing. And he says that I, you know, I think I, he thinks I seek approval a little too much. So I've, I definitely, and I realized, I'm like, I don't need to impress this guy. <laughs> I don't need him to think I'm funny and entertaining. It's all, wow, it's all very meta. Yeah. So, Anywho. Yep, I'm, that's I'm, my week. Yeah, that's good. Oh, do you hear that plane overhead, everyone? Sorry, everybody. There's Sorry rain, about that. there's planes, there's trains, trains and automobiles. Yeah, ho, ho, ho. Um, but anyway, let's jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Squarespace empowers millions of dreamers, makers, and doers by providing them with the tools they need to bring their creative ideas to life, an all-in-one platform where customers can build a website. Laura and I talk a lot about how much we love Squarespace. We're big fans. Our show's website is sponsored by Squarespace. We both have personal websites that we created with Squarespace and cannot emphasize enough how much neither of us know about or knew about building a website and how easy Squarespace made it. And it is amazing how often you need a website in life. You think, I don't need a website. I'm just a regular person. But no, I mean, like, whether you're getting married and you need a wedding website or, like, for me, uh, I needed a place to put my portfolio when applying to jobs, like, as a writer or an editor, places want, like, your portfolio. And it's just like a nice, clean way to keep things together. If you do any kind of creative thing, if, you, if you're a hair cutter, if you're a, an artist, a blogger, a photographer, whatever, it's just a nice place to keep all your stuff. So if you want to build yourself a Squarespace website, can't recommend it enough. They have everything you need to create beautiful and modern websites. You start with a design template and you use drag and drop tools to make it your own. With Squarespace, you have the ability to customize the look and feel settings and products with just a few clicks. And of course, there's 24-7 award-winning customer support to help you out if you ever get confused, which you might because I sure did, but they helped me out and it was easy. So squarespace.com slash this is why, that's where you're going to go. Squarespace.com slash this is why for a free trial. 
And when you're ready to launch, use offer code this is why to save 10% off all your first purchase of a website or domain. All right, let's see what we have in the mailbox. So we have two anonymous listeners this week. One, our first one contacted us by email the old-fashioned way, and one contacted us about contacted us by Instagram. Both totally acceptable. We check all mailboxes, so reach out however you feel comfortable. Um, so first up, Anonymous. She says, I am a woman in my late 20s and met my first boyfriend online last spring. He lives in the UK while I live in Canada and we haven't met yet. We didn't mean to get into a long distance relationship, but we fell in love. As expected, the fact that we haven't been able to meet given the pandemic has put a lot of strain on our relationship. We haven't been through a lot of ups and downs, but um, I'm sorry, we have been through a lot of ups and downs, but we've been good at communicating and working through things together. He got his first vaccination, vaccination dose while I'm getting mine in a few days, so things are looking up, but we both feel anxious about the relationship. When will travel restrictions be lifted so we can meet? How will we feel about each other in person? Until when do we stick it out? We've also both struggled with our own issues, my mental health and his work issues and sick parents. And recently, he asked me for a one-week break to deal with his issues and figure out if he can keep being in the relationship. He said he doesn't want to break up with me, but may, quote, need to. Assuming he doesn't break things off, how do I figure out what to do on my end? My gut tells me to stick it out and see how things are in person, but should I put a deadline on this? Thank you for your advice. Mm. I mean, my first instinct in reading this email, to be honest with you, is that if he is so overwhelmed from another country in a long distance relationship that he has to take a break, uh, I don't know how he'll be able to do an in-person relationship because, I, I mean, like, I'm sure what you're asking from him, I mean, like, it's, being long distance requires a lot of communication. It's true. But I, I don't, like, the fact that he can't handle that and needed a break is concerning to me. Because yeah, I'm so. sure you're I, an understanding person. You know his parents are sick. I'm sure you're not asking for more than he can handle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say the nature of the situation just seemed incredibly stressful. And, um, I mean, given the pandemic, you haven't even had a chance to, to meet. And there's a lot of, I mean, I think, I think it's hard sometimes to set expectations when, one, you haven't met in person, and two, um, you're so far away. So I think it's just like a hard thing to... It's really like, I don't know, set realistic expectations on, I guess. Right. I mean, that's the thing is no matter what, when you meet in person, your relationship will change. Like it's going to be, it could be fine. It could be a good change, but like the dynamic will be different because it just like, it will be, it's a different thing. It's a different type of relationship. Um, so, and you, you won't know until you meet him. Right. Yeah. There, there's a lot of, I think, yeah, there's obviously a lot of unknowns um, until then. I would say with the, to, to answer your question about like, should you put an expiration date on this or a deadline or something like, like, like that? Like, I do think it might be a good idea to, to, to just like, or at the very least, like 
consider like taking a break until you can actively meet each other maybe if 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 things are too much for him or not going well or too stressful i'd say if things are going great and you feel good and every and all parties are like happy and enjoying themselves then by all means can continue what you're doing but i think right um if there's a lot of stress or anxiety around it it could be good to just like you know put it put it on a break until you can actually meet each other yeah and i mean that's something that whether people have met in person before starting their long distance relationship or not like my my thing with long distance relationships is always like it can't just be in limbo forever like if if when you first start dating you're figuring it out so you're not going to have answers but eventually you do need to have like an end date of where eventually we are going to be living in the same place and seeing if this relationship is worth continuing to pursue and investing right. both of our time and emotions in cuz you're not going to know that until you're living in the same place right. you need some kind of person plan yeah. even if it's just like nebulous and just like you know within you, know, you have like a certain time frame you know it doesn't have to be concrete but it right. has to be like has to be out there in the open being discussed I think. yeah some kind of plan even if the plan evolves or changes but right. yeah i think it's good for both of you like psychologically to have yeah. a plan and something to look forward to and like i'm yeah, like a milestone moment for your relationship. Right, which I know is hard right now given pandemic. Definitely. Stuff, but, but yeah, uh, when it's safe, obviously. When it's yeah. safe. Okay, next up we have another anonymous listener and they write, so I think y'all may have covered this early on, especially when Angela was waiting for her fiancé to pop the question. Fiancé is here now. Hi. Uh, <laughs> but how do you not become a total crazy person when you know that that it is on the radar my boyfriend and I have gone to look at rings so I hope it's coming soonish but it doesn't help that he keeps asking my ring questions so I'm kind of involved but he's also trying to maintain some level of surprise I don't want to ruin things but it's all I can think about and it's ah driving me crazy <laughs> can, can, can you say that last part again ah driving me crazy I think you're better equipped to answer this question than me. Well, I'm. She's actually in a much uh, more secure position than I was because she clearly she has way more indication that a, a proposal is pending. Like they've gone to look at rings. He's asking her questions about the ring. Like her craziness doesn't come from like is it going to happen at all. It's just like when will it happen? And I think that's a much more fun crazy to feel. <laughs> uh, so mine was more, I mean, you and I had like discussed rings and stuff, but then there was a very long period between when we discussed and when we got proposed or when we got engaged. So like I started to dip into the, is it happening at all? Crazy lady mindset, which is not a fun, crazy mindset. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, i sorry. <laughs> Ian likes to take his time. And I guess maybe we'll get into that. I mean, the theme of this episode is how to know you've found the one. And one of the things that I will be discussing is that just because you feel like you found your person doesn't mean that there won't be bumps. Like, don't, you know, don't expect perfection because sometimes you might be waiting a long time for a proposal. Well, I don't think that perfection and proposal are necessarily uh, mutually exclusive. No, I mean more in the ter the in terms of like what you if 
what you envisioned. Yeah. Because yeah. of course in our heads yeah. we always have like the perfect version of things. Right. Even right. if we like convince ourselves like this is perfect but realistic, it's usually probably just like informed by some rom com type well right situation. Exactly. Exactly. Um and I, yeah, I just want like just because something doesn't match that heightened expectation that you have, that doesn't mean that it's bad. Right. Right. And that's that's also like, you know, to Angela's point, um, your partner has given you a bit more um indication and direction than I did. So uh sorry about that. But also <laughs> but also good for you. Um I would say just, you know, I would say at this point just it's good to it's good to be patient and just continue to I mean like it sounds like it's gonna happen and it, it it's on the it's on the horizon. So I would say just kind of like just just kind of let it let let go in a sense because to be honest like you want to be in the moment when it does happen. You want to be able to enjoy the moment and and you want to be su- surprised. So the only way to truly do that is to kind of like 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 let go and let it go and then it'll and then it'll it'll happen and then it'll happen usually at a moment when like you're really not paying attention and it'll be that much more special. Yeah, that's the other thing I was going to say is like, I mean, everybody feels differently about surprises. But for me, I feel like I'm never surprised by things. I always figure things out ahead of time. And it's not fun. Like, I want to be surprised. It's you exciting. Do that to yourself. I do that to myself because I, I dig and I ask questions and whatever. But like when Ian proposed, I was so genuinely surprised and I'm so happy that I was. Um, I mean, I maybe wish like I would have worn a different outfit because then I would have had like a. <laughs> there were pictures happening so if I would have had an idea that it was happening I would have maybe worn a different outfit but whatever that is just a silly funny little thing ultimately I was thrilled to be surprised yeah um so unless you don't like surprises if you don't like surprises it's a whole other thing but it sounds like you do right well I mean that is a conversation I guess worth having with your partner if you hate surprises yeah just be like I just just tell me we don't need to follow we don't need to do what is traditionally done just because other people do it. Right. Just tap me on the shoulder. <laughs> just roll over one morning. Just roll over, yeah. Get me while I'm on the toilet. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, it's, if you like surprises, it's worth letting go and letting yourself be surprised because then you will always have that really fun memory. I like um, that. But I under, it, you're not crazy for being crazy. We all do it. So anyway, if you want your listener questions answered, you can email us at contact at this is why the podcast.com or DM us on Instagram at this is why the pod. Please be concise. You can also find our contact information on our website at this is why the podcast.com. Next up, we're going to talk about what's in the news. But first, let's thank our sponsors. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Care Of. All of Care Of's products are formulated with good-for-you, clean ingredients that are backed by science. Back when we were all stuck at home during the pandemic, uh, it was way easier, at least the one good thing was it was way easier to, I felt, focus on my health because I had nothing else to do. I was working out. I was like drinking my smoothies every day. But now life has kind of gone back to normal and I'm busier and it's less easy to focus on my health. So I appreciate that Care Of at least makes taking vitamins easier because they just send it right to you. They tell you what to take. And I like not having to think 
and Care of does that for me. So Care of is super transparent about the research and sourcing behind each one of their products. Your recommendations come in daily, individually wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into or starting a routine. They have uh, an in-depth online quiz that asks you questions about your diet, your lifestyle, and your health concerns to help address your specific wellness goals. Care of makes it easy to declutter your cabinet and replace a mess of bottles with a dispenser of convenient daily vitamin packs. I will say, yes, their their dispenser is very pleasing to the eye. It always has like a pretty design and nice colors. It's, it's way nicer than having a cluttered cabinet of many different bottles. So for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code this is why. Again, that's 50% off your first care of order. That's a big discount. Go to takecareof.com and enter code this is why five zero. All right, we're talking about what's in the news. Um, what have I've been reading this week. What Angela? If, oh, I'm so glad you asked, Ian. Uh, I was reading the New York Times and the whole New York Times, the whole New York Times, the prestigious paper, the New York Times, who somehow found the time to report on a new catchphrase from Gen Z. Why, Chugi. The name of the article is, what is Chugi? You know it when you see it. And it's by Taylor Lawrence. Um, so when I found, I had found this article a while ago and I put it to the side because I was like, we have to talk about this on the podcast. Do we all know what Chugi is? This is very important. Um, and at the time, I did not know what Chugi was. But as they say in the headline, I, I know exactly what it is when I see it. So like, I just never had a word for it. So basically. Chugi kind of means out of touch. It kind of means basic. Um, it's a new term to describe a certain aesthetic that is gaining <laughs> popularity on TikTok. There are lots of questions as to the origin of Chugi. Um, a lot of people have traced it back to this girl who's just like a copywriter in LA and posted a video on TikTok. And she was like, I have a new word for you that me and my friends use. And it's Chugi. And, and basically, so, and, we think like this person just like made it up. Like, it's, like it doesn't it doesn't like 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 the like etymology of the word isn't rooted in like any anything like real. Literally, I mean, if the New York Times couldn't figure out the etymology, I think it somebody yeah. just pulled it out of their butt one day, and right. now everybody's saying it. Sweet. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> chuggy is not quite basic, but it can be used to describe someone who is a conformist or perhaps generic in their tastes, and it's not quite uncool it's not embarrassing or even always negative chuggy can be used broadly to to describe someone who is out of date or trying too hard um and while a lot of chuggy things are associated with millennial women the term can be applied to anyone of any gender in any age um so yeah like it is gen z's like favorite pastime to shit on millennials i get it sometimes we are a little chuggy um i would actually say you shouldn't use I shouldn't you you shouldn't say we because of the things that I'm looking at here. Like so Angela has put has provided me with a uh, a, a a a a grid of sorts. Yeah, a a chuggy um vision and board. We, so a chuggy vision board. So what we have for I need to describe this is like the EOS um the lip balm. The lip balm, like a girl boss mug, 
um, uh, sorority lettering. Uh, minions. The mini- they love minions. Minions. And I actually, I saw somebody recently oh, the, say. the ba- office stuff. Baby Sorry. baby Yoda is also. Chuggy. A little chuggy. Ugg Ugg boots. Oh, a Dunderman. A guy, a, a man in a Dunderman Mifflin shirt. So, you know, quoting the office. Yeah, I like feel that. like people who make the office and friends, their personality is super chuggy. So, yeah, I am. I mean, I definitely have some chuggy traits but i would do say that we all chuggy? do because we all none of us are perfect we all have like dorky whatever things um what do but, you do that's chuggy i don't know there's so many things that are chuggy i saw i follow an account on instagram now that it's like chuggy stuff Why and they said that lasa- they said lasagna was chuggy maybe they're joking maybe they're trying to fuck with millennials who are trying to be cool <laughs> right i don't right, know right. i Listen, do have lasagna can't be you can't have it i mean like it's not like lasagna is like this trendy food thing i know that that doesn't apply instagrammable it's ugly it's disgusting to take a photo of right but anyway uh, i do have a side part maybe that's chooky but so i want to preface what i'm about to say by saying like everybody should just do what they want and do what they like and who cares what is trendy what people think especially what like 20 year olds on tiktok think however this aesthetic that they have described, I am glad there is a word for it because some of my millennial, my millennials, my fellow millennials, do do this. A lot of people who are like still active on Facebook, a lot of people who like I went to high school with and like didn't really leave their hometown and like, like maybe got like married super yeah like it's just like there's a certain aesthetic that they they do fall into here that is described quite well by this grid of images <laughs> i actually really do appreciate so the thing is that like i also think that there's there's definitely like a, a hierarchy of like bad of like shittiness yes to some of these things so like i would say like greek life might be a lot higher than like minions because you know i I disagree strongly i mean i mean higher on the chuggy list higher like better like worse oh see i think i like an inverted people who any there's i don't know what it is it is so weird problem with minions in greek life it is such like a weird online thing that only if you're like a super online person do you get it but like the sort of person who's very into like memes like poorly photoshopped memes that feature minions It's like it's they typically it corresponds to having very bad politics. I don't know what the correlation is. Interesting, but you can tell a lot. All right, from the minion thing. And listen, I like academic paper waiting to be written here. If you are a fan of the film Despicable Me, do not be offended. I'm not saying there is anything wrong with Steve Carell. I'm just saying there is a thing happening on the internet. The minions where it has been. They're it's, very cute. It's become its own thing. I, Angela, this is where I tell you that I actually just got a minion tattoo. Oh God, no, no. There a are people, but stick. there are people with minion tattoos. Um. Oh, oh, you know what though? There's I I read that um tassel earrings are chuggy. Oh, you wear those. I have tassel earrings, but now what when I wear bands? them, are headbands chuggy? Probably. I yeah. I mean, like probably. Because you wear them sometimes, yeah. Uh, yeah, because they just they were trendy like a, a few years ago, and yeah. I guess people that don't keep up with the trends are chuggy. But also, I think that like if you are just being yourself and not trying to go for a certain look, yeah. that is like anti-chug. 
Yeah. You know? No, I agree. So, like, you can kind of... Wait, so... You can hack the system by just being... You can wear chewy things, <laughs> but be yourself, and that's not chewy. But then again, what do I know? I'm 32 years old. I don't have a TikTok. Maybe we need to start doing TikTok. I think that's the exact last thing that we need in our lives. All right, we're doing TikTok. But anyway... Stay should, woke. I, should I read my you story? Might, you might be chuggy. Um, yes, Ian's reading a very different type of story. Yeah, this is yeah. We uh, I actually really appreciated the, the chuggy conversation. Uh, it, it's a lot more fun than this one. So the story I have uh, comes from the Guardian, uh, and it's about a Tennessee hat shop that was uh, I guess selling uh, not vaccinated Star of David badges. That's not vaccinated in quotes. Star of David badges of people who were basically martyring themselves for not that being vaccinated uh, decided to wear basically like Holocaust era replica to denote themselves. Right. And you, Ian, you are the grandchild of Holocaust survivors. You were very close with your grandparents. They they um, lost their entire families in the Holocaust. How do you think they would feel about this lady in Nashville? Well, selling her cutesy little I mean, this buttons. Is, this is just another horrible, uh, horrible thing in a long list of horrible things that have happened over the many, you know, over the past years in this country. I mean, this is it's horrible. They would it's it's incredible. First of all, it's like like the level of martyrdom, any kind of comparison. I do think that like a lot of there's there's a lot of very um ubiquitous and misplaced comparisons to the Holocaust and stuff like that. And yeah. and I think it's very common in our culture. And it, I think it, I think people need to think a little bit more before they start comparing things to that, um, to, you know, camps and stuff like that. I mean, although, I mean, some of them, some of them can be accurate. Uh, this is honestly just ludicrous. <laughs> I think what happens is it's such an, ex- it's, it's one of the worst things that has happened in history. It's just so barbaric. Like when you read about it, you're like, I can't believe this happened in Israel. So when people are pulling for like a reference of a terrible thing, it's usually top of mind. And that's what yeah. some, and then, but they, some people don't have the ability to, I guess, filter and be like, but wait, this is very different because well, we is- aren't mass murdering people. This is definitely like to to do the mental gymnastics of how this group has somehow gone to some weird uh, place with this and identified themselves as uh, just outcast is uh, is pretty bizarre. I mean, the whole anti-vax world is really just uh, a very interesting, bizarre world that I'll never understand to begin with. So, well, I, there, uh, <laughs> there. I mean, so a lot of places in New York, and I imagine in other parts of the country, are now asking that you show your card showing that you're fully vaccinated to enter which i personally have no problem with and think is great but there's also plenty of places that aren't Aren't. doing that and and you can go to those places yeah so and also if you can't go to like cracker barrel (laughs) because you're not vaccinated that's not the same thing as your entire family being murdered in the holocaust you freaking moron yeah well i I think also I do love the the level of uh, of victimization of 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 self pity and victimization for like like oh yeah I can't do this like seeming this incredibly trivial simple thing because I've decided to not you know make the right move and get vaccinated uh pretty pretty bizarre so to read you some some moments from 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 the article so the now deleted so a hat shop in Nashville reportedly sold these not not vaccinated badges 
um, basically are being hella criticized. The now deleted post on Instagram account for Hatworks, uh, there's no O in that, showed a <laughs> smiling woman touching the front of her shirt, which a patch was affixed with the caption, patches are here. Wow. And they're having, and then, and then later down, they said they're offering trucker caps soon. So yeah, yeah get your trucker caps. Oh <laughs> my God. Really crazy. Um, at, at the last, all in fact, to one of the quotes from the article is, at, at last, all unvaccinated people will, will be segregated from society, marked, and much wear a mask. What comes next? That's what this person basically said. Um, so anyway, don't don't uh, don't victimize yourself if you don't get a shot. Just accept the fact there are areas of society you might not be able to go to the Shake Shack or the Wendy's or or out to a, a dinner uh, out to a restaurant that you you enjoy uh, until you get vaccinated. And that 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 is what it is. But I also I just want to say like. If you're choosing not to get vaccinated for whatever reason, I'm not even, I'm not even here right now in this moment to criticize that no, choice. I, I'm not either. I'm just like, like it's besides the point. It's like fine, don't get vaccinated. Just don't complain. You're not being <laughs> persecuted. Like, it's not fascism. There are again, especially in. Uh, where is this Tennessee? I imagine there are still many options for you and your family to go out to dinner. Probably. Yeah. You'll be fine. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's what's going on in the news. Lots of things happening. Uh, now it's time for our topic of the week. This week's topic is how to know you found the one. Oh, uh, so this is actually inspired by a listener question that we got. It's not just because I'm feeling romantical right before our wedding. Um, so, <laughs> oh, we know you're not. <laughs> I, I am. Um, no, this is from our listener Marina, and Marina wrote. Hey, this is kind of a question slash kind of a topic, but I think it would be cool to do an episode on how people felt when they knew someone was quote unquote the one. I feel like it appears on social media slash movies like everyone just has this aha moment and is completely 100% sure, but it would be helpful to hear more real life stories about how people actually came to that realization. I've been with my boyfriend for a year and I'm so in love, but I have no idea how to tell if he's the one. Thanks, and I love your show so much. Thank you, Marina. Um, I mean, I, I, one thing I'll say is I only know my experience, and I, I would imagine that it's probably different for everybody. Um, but, like, for me personally, I think, like, comparing how, like, when I'm, when I'm at Ian. Um, hey. I also, what I should say is you probably aren't going to know immediately nor should you you need to you can't like if yeah. you immediately meet somebody and you're well, like they're perfect they're my soulmate and you know nothing about them like yeah. slow slow your roll well and there's a there's a whole unmasking period when you meet somebody and that's like you know the person who you met for the first you know three to six months often is a very different person thereafter and we Quite kind different. of are continuing to evolve and become you know different people yeah i mean that's not to say that you might not have a feeling right like I would say that I did have a, a feeling about you. Yeah, which I did is, too. Which is why you were the first person I ever messaged first on a dating <laughs> app, uh, as I often like to reference, because even just 
just like your your profile. I was like, I like this guy. I like him. I, I don't want to get. <laughs> I, I don't want to not meet him. I don't want to go hiking with him, but I like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ian said, message me if you like hiking, and I ignored that part. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think like having. I think that dating a lot is good because you get an idea for what you like and what you don't like and and uh I think that like having been in not great relationships and that doesn't even mean like the person was a bad person just like relationships that I was like kind of lukewarm about I think that having those experiences helped me know that how I felt about you and how you made me feel was like a special Aww. good thing that was rare. Yeah. Um. So, I, like, definitely, like, go on. If every bad date that you go on, you can just be like, well, this will help me later know when I've gone on a good date. <laughs> I would say, and I, you know, I hadn't really had a long, just a long-term, not long distance. I, I had not had a long-distance relationship or a long-term <laughs> relationship until we, we started um, dating. But I, but I had enough experiences that I felt like I knew what it was to like not really connect with somebody and like and I or, or I knew what it was like connect with somebody but then like it kind of didn't it, it it was hard to keep the ball in the air essentially and I think that when we started spending time together there was an element of seamlessness to it that just felt very natural and very like comfortable and like you felt like you kind of already knew I kind of like I kind of already knew you in, yeah. in a way but yet I was still learning more about you all the time. So like this constant state of like familiarity and comfortability, but also like curiosity that was like constantly moving forward and evolving. And I think that like having those feelings that, that like, you know, you feel like you can be yourself, but also like there's also, but then there are things about yourself that are like, you're willing to like, improve on and make better for the sake of the other person. And you both kind of do that for each other. I think that's like a great place to be. Yes, I agree. And I think like what was unique very early on about our relationship was like, I've talked about this a lot. I think like it's very easy to be yourself on a bad date because you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, yeah. people that you're not into, those dates usually go really well because you don't care. And <laughs> the put stakes no effort are low. And, but you're like fully yourself. Yeah. But then other dates when you are really into somebody, but they're maybe like they're a little aloof or withholding or whatever then that makes you nervous and you're not yourself and you yeah you might dip into crazy territory in between when when they're not texting you or whatever because they haven't made you comfortable so what was cool about ian was he was like the in-between of like i was myself and i was comfortable because of who he was but it wasn't because i didn't care uh like i really liked him I put people at ease, baby. You put people at ease. Put you at ease. <laughs> um, cool guy. But yeah, like it wasn't because I was, uh, I was myself, but it wasn't because I didn't care. Right, so right. it's the best way to be. I yeah. think that's the best of both worlds. Um, which like, that's not to say expect to feel that way on the first date. And if you don't, then they're not the one. It's just like. Eventually, you should, and, and like, yeah, like, there shouldn't be, like, a, a mini, a multi-year, like, unmasking. Like, you yeah. should be able to be, you know, your, you know, the truest version of yourself or the best known version of yourself at that time, you know, relatively quickly, you know, after, yeah. you know, 
being together for, for like a few months or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, Do we have anything else to say about yeah, the well, one? Well, we were, well, we can talk briefly about you. I mean, I think that like when I first met you, I, I really was intrigued. Like I thought you were like really funny and entertaining and you had like a sardonic sense of humor. And I really, in, I really appreciated how quick you were and, I thought you were just a great person that had a great heart too, and I love that about you. And I think that um, for me, it was just it was very easy to, even though we lived uh, in different boroughs, like it didn't feel like I was putting. It wasn't hard to like make time for each other. It wasn't yeah. hard for me to make time. It was very easy to just kind of make things happen and hang out and do things together. And it just felt it felt very natural. So um, I actually so Angela, you shared with me an article from psychology today which is uh which kind of breaks down i guess in, in a more simple in in more simple terms um four ways to figure out if you're with the right person so i'll quickly read them off so number one assess how satisfied you feel in a relationship so uh basically checking off certain certain criteria uh basically breaking down the relationship and aspects of sex and romance finances emotional intimacy communication and then assessing how satisfied you are in each one of those things and um, basically asking yourself, you know, having a conversation with yourself about them. Um, another number two was ask yourself, have you been more satisfied in other relationships versus this one? So that one's pretty self-explanatory. Um, three, um, could you easily imagine being more satisfied? So are there things that, you know, aren't really necessarily being met in this relationship that you think are really important to you and could be met elsewhere? And then four, to determine if you need to do some self-work. And this is something where I, I have realized for me, like I, I had to do a lot of this in order for, for our relationship to improve in certain ways. And I realized, you know, I, I started going to therapy and realized certain things about myself that were ultimately, you know, not everything has been perfect between us. And I think we've, we've had our back and forth about certain things. And like, you realize when you really care about somebody and, and there's so much that does work whenever things don't work, it's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily mean that like you, you have to go your, your own ways, but there are certain things that you can improve yourself uh, on. Right. Yeah. And I think all four of these things really come down to like trust and respect and communication yeah. and, and I awareness think, too. and awareness. Right. Yeah. Because like, like you said, like, the the when you find the one that doesn't mean it's somebody who you're never going to fight with right. and exactly. uh you're never going to have disagreements you could have a lot of things that you ha don't have in common or don't see eye to eye on and i think like that's okay as long as you can keep be respectful and communicate like i so i feel like i meet so many people that are in relationships that don't that are afraid to like talk about things with their partner and like like lie about things or just withhold things and nobody you don't owe anybody like every thought in your head but you should feel comfortable that's your choice whether or not you want to share but you should at least feel comfortable and secure that your partner would be like open to hearing things that, right. that you want to tell them right and sometimes that is an evolution and it is a process that like when you when you, when you do care about somebody and you want to make things work even if you're not quite there where you're at a place where like you can share everything. The goal should be to 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 get there because that's how you build build deeper connections, and that's how um you you grow together. Yeah, look at us, look at us <laughs> knowing about relationships and stuff. We're we not perfect. We're gonna probably argue after this. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> but then we'll make up, and exactly. then we'll get married. Uh, I think you know. You never know. 
after the, again, circling back to our conversation earlier, you never know what life's going to throw at you. Right. But well, isn't that life? That's why you've packed a very nice suitcase for me after this, <laughs> that I will be, and I'll be going to the airport. <laughs> oh, on that note, that's it for this week's This Is My Podcast. Um, Ian, thanks for the, doing the last four episodes with me. This yeah, was really fun. We still got to work out. Um, I got to give you my W-2. Yeah. Work out payment information. Um, and uh, if I get any like sweet, uh, you know, re- residuals or anything like that, so you know where I live. No, maybe we can get you um some some like I'll throw some vitamins your way from care of or something. What about like, like one yeah. of my vitamins, but you can have a couple. I'm okay. sure. I'm sure it'll be fine. Okay. No, I'll definitely take your vitamins, whatever <laughs> they are. I I'm not gonna ask any questions. Great. Well, well, this is that is it for this week. This is my podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Angela and Laura, and allowing me to say words that are in my head. Mm -hmm. Check out Angela and Laura's book, This Is Why You're Single, and Laura's book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling, and other feminist fairy tales. They are available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, but you should use your local bookstores to buy them. Yes, you should. And you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. Um, Ian, we're not paying you to be on the podcast, but you should like totally check out the codes and like get yourself something nice. For a full list of sponsors <laughs> and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhythepodcast.com. We are also on social. So you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thisiswhythepod. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show with Laura. Bye. Bye. This is why, this is why, pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why, the podcast. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>